Marsha Masula here at the 12th hour, and uh, we are here in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Tennessean. Um, if this is your first time watching or listening, we um, basically try to bring interesting things to interesting people, and we have a lot to talk about today because we just launched our Millennial Money Experiment, which launched on Monday. And so if this is, again, your first time watching, you can download previous uh, podcasts by going to Stitcher if you're on Android or iTunes if you're me, like me and you have an iPhone. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit more about the Millennial Money Experiment. Again, say that three times. <laughs> um, we have partnered up with Regions on this month-long initiative and conversation to talk about just that, millennials and money. And really, I think it kind of expounds even beyond that because everybody doesn't oh, yeah. want to or talks about money. And so I have a guest. You're a reoccurring guest at this juncture. Yeah, uh, regular. regular. <laughs> Kimberly Novosel, who is a columnist here. Uh, you bring the Bring Your Brave column mm -hmm. each and every week with us. Um, and you talk a lot about entrepreneurship and just kind of, I, I think, personal growth as well. Wouldn't you say Absolutely. the same? Absolutely, yes, definitely. And so on top of that, because everybody has a side hustle, everybody has multiple hats that we wear, you are a entrepreneur with two other businesses as well, correct? Yes. Talk a little bit about those. So I have Press Management Group, which is an artist management company in the music business, and then Verticity, an indoor cycling studio that recently opened in East Nashville. Which I have taken a few cycling classes, and uh, my tush was never going to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought you on. We assigned you um, some special assignments, basically, in addition to your normal column, yes. to be a part of the Millennial Money Experiment. Um, but before we get into that, I know some of you are watching. We had a pretty interesting headline that included how you can win $250. Oh, yeah. $250. <laughs> and you can actually win that from our partners, again, Regions. All you have to do is um, join the conversation. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, um, just use the hashtag Nash Money. And then also hashtag sweepstakes entry, E-N-T-R-Y. Um, and you can actually do it up to once a day uh, for the next few weeks. And each time that you do uh, use those, you will be entered to win a $250 Visa gift card from Regents. I could use that. I mean, I think anybody could, yes. could use $250. Um, what would you do if, I mean, I can't win, which is unfortunate. But what would you do <laughs> if you had just... $250 fall from the sky. I'm a little bit torn because uh, responsible me and the <laughs> me who's learning to budget says that I have to put that towards expenses that I'm trying to pay. Yeah. Um, and the other me says, let's go treat our friends to dinner. Right. I kind of had the same sentiment. I was like, hmm, that could be a really easy plane ticket on Southwest <laughs> to go somewhere. Or I could put that towards... My savings. It's a lot of wine from Bar Luca. That's a lot of wine from Bar Luca. I hear that. And a good bottle, too. Yes, good stuff. please. All right, so your first assignment with the Millennial Money Experiment, and we're challenging you to do it as well, is to actually, what was to keep up, and you're going to do it for each week mm -hmm. for the next few weeks, is a money journal. Yes. Okay, so we challenge you to do this as well. All you need to do is to go to 12thandbroad.com, and you can actually be a voyeur and check out your money journal. Um, I have to it's ask out there. you, I know that when I first assigned it to you, you're always down for everything, mm -hmm. whether it's the national dating experiment or whether I send you on some wild goose chase to mm -hmm. cover something. Um, what was your first thought when I said, hey girl, I really want you to talk about your personal finances? Uh, well, first, I probably don't want everyone to know how much money I spent on leggings. <laughs> 
it's a lot. Um, but also, this is a season in my life where I'm, I am learning to budget and I've cut back. So I'm a little bit less afraid to share. Um, and you're getting a view instead of what I would spend in my more irresponsible moments. You're getting a view of what I'm learning. Yeah, along yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Because in your first post, again, if you head to twelfthandbroad.com, you can check it out. Um, you actually say just that. The timing was perfect because you hired a financial nutritionist, a money coach, yes, right? Yes, I did. What instigated that for you to try? Um, the feeling of living outside of my means. You know, no matter how much money I have coming in, and as an entrepreneur, that changes every month. No matter how much that is, it never seems to be enough. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down with her Well, on the phone. We sat down and went over everything I have coming in and everything I have going out and discovered I actually do have enough if I use it properly, which is what I was not doing. Yes. I think that that's a real personal conversation that you have to have with yourself because, mm-hmm. you know, there's this mentality. I mean, I, I can remember being, um, I don't want to age myself, but I remember being <laughs> in my 20s where you kind of, you know, you get your first money, you get your first paychecks, yeah. and you kind of have this like $30,000 millionaire mentality where you're like bawling so hard. And then when you think about it, you're like, oh my gosh, like how irresponsible am I being right now? Yeah. And sometimes, unfortunately, People don't outgrow those habits. Very um, true. You know, you're you're charging everything on plastic. You're you're getting car payments much bigger than they need to be. Mortgage payments, which are scary because mm-hmm. you're committed to that for you know 30 years of your life and then some. Um, but you bring up a really great point too because you have that twist. You're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. so it's like you know you have to a responsible entrepreneur. Many times, especially in the startup phase, you pay mm-hmm. yourself last, and like you said. Yes that income can fluctuate. Yes. Yeah. And so you have a little bit of an extra challenge. Yes. It's feast or famine a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I hate, I laugh, but that's, that's a very, very real. That's like a laugh and then a cry. Yeah. Laugh <laughs> and then cry. And so you started having a conversation with yourself first, mm-hmm. and then you brought on a financial nutritionist, which I will actually be um, inter- interviewing her in the coming weeks. It's going to be 12 questions with a financial nutritionist. So comment below if yeah. you have anything specifically that you would yeah. like for me to ask her as well. She's fabulous. And we're, we're actually yeah. mutual friends, which is crazy. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't even live here. Which is nuts. So yeah, but, she's, but she comes up to Nashville a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a Nashville connection. Yes, amazing. <laughs> um, so you hired her, and then I asked you conveniently to mm-hmm. do this money journal. Yes. And so I'm curious to know, it's only been a couple weeks, Right. Right. What have you noticed so far? So that the little things add up. Uh, the I went to the nail salon and they have a cute water bottle in their little um, gift shop area. I would have bought that and there went 30 bucks, but I didn't. Yeah. But I would have. Um, I would have grabbed a new hair product at the hair salon. I bought a new hat, which I noted in my journal that was not in my budget and I would have to adjust for that. So all of these little things that aren't $25 each. I mean, they're $25 each, but they're not only $25 out of your budget. They add up and they can be hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So that is one of the major things that I've learned. I'm going to stop you really quick because you made a statement that I caught. You said, oh, uh-huh. I, I purchased this hat for $20, an Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you said I had to adjust for that. Yes. So would you have adjusted prior to doing the money journal or are you just more hyper aware? Oh, yeah. Thanks to the journal, I noticed that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah before that, I was just... You know, if I have $25 in my account to spend, there it goes. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so I've been obviously following along the journal so far. Um, and I noticed that you pretty much on a daily basis, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. are 
applying funds to go towards transportation using a car service. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I don't own a car. I just Uber or I walk a lot of days. I walk a lot of days. And you yeah. made an adjustment, if you will, to where you were saying you started starting mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's about 10 blocks. And um, the weather doesn't usually bother me because if it's cold enough, it only takes a block or two to feel warm from walking. Um, so that's not really an issue for me. So that's nice. So it's interesting that you say that you don't own a car because I know Nashville, the topic, a topic of conversation in our city right now is public transportation. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of people that are coming from all over the world that are used to being in more walkable cities with sidewalks and, um, you know, having access to more and better public transportation. We did a survey, an independent survey back in December, and you can actually follow that information at 12thandbroad.com. And it came up with a lot of really interesting information from around, um, from 100 Nashvilleians um, that are claiming to be millennials. Um, But it said that 48.3% are currently making car payments, um, which is about half. Mm -hmm. I own a vehicle, but I just paid for it outright. That's great. Um, which was a lot. I'm not saying that I write checks like that all the time by any means, but it was something that was a big purchase for me. Mm-hmm. Are you going to kind of monitor if it's advantageous for you to continue to use, you know, that or public transportation or mm-hmm. walking or a vehicle? Or are you pretty much set yes. that you're not going to um, get a vehicle? I, I've been set on not having a vehicle for as long as I could manage that mm-hmm. um, wisely. And I'm coming up on three years, and just now with the cycling studio open and I need to get around more, I'm hitting that point where um, it's becoming more wise probably to get a car. To get a so car. I think in the next six months that will be a purchase that I'm making, and I'm, I'm, I'll be replacing what my Uber budget is right now with what a car would cost. So prior to the Money Journal, you did budget so much for transportation. Yes, that was one number I had been aware of because of being able to weigh that decision. Okay, yeah. Okay. interesting. Mm-hmm. And so um, some other things, <laughs> I'm calling you out, girl. Oh, no. Some other things in your money journal that were frequent, if you will, you actually have a column dedicated to this, P.S., is your caffeine habit. Yes. So I know that there's lots of conversations out there about, you know, you, you go through a coffee drive through or you go to your favorite coffee shop to work because many of us are working remotely five dollars for a coffee there there you go a Mm -hmm. refill were you surprised at all by how much you were spending on some of these not necessarily um that's it's iced coffee is a habit and um one of the reasons i started drinking iced coffee a couple of years ago is that um, it was cheaper than the fancy lattes so spending 250 a day or most days of the week not every day on my iced coffee was half as much as it cost me to be getting the vanilla latte or whatever that drink was so that had already been kind of a conscious cutting back in my budget and then that's about as far as i'm willing to give that up another notable thing that we found in our survey too was um unlike boomers xers and other generations um Millennials are claiming to save. They're saying that 82% are saving each month, but around 68% are saving for a vacation, Mm -hmm. over 25% which are saving for a car, 57, almost 58% are saving for a home, and then around 28% are saving for a family. Are you currently saving for 
uh, a vacation you kind of mentioned a car mm -hmm. a home or family are you saving for are you applying any of your savings to any of those pockets um, I do have an online savings account that I opened thanks to my money coach. Um, and what I love about it is it has buckets for different categories. So on one, you know, one login and one place that pulls money from my bank account, I can save for different things. So one of those categories is for travel. Um, and I don't yet have home or family in there, though those will come as I start to get more ground under my feet. Yeah. And yeah. so do you think it's because of this um, new focus on your journal and also with your coach that's really making you think about where to allocate these funds instead of mm -hmm. like lump sum lump summing everything yes she pointed out to me that it makes more sense for those bigger purchases like travel or like Christmas gifts in December to prepare for those throughout the whole year as opposed to in those bigger chunks and so that's why I have some of those buckets I have a bucket for Christmas so if all year I'm putting a hundred dollars a month in this for Christmas budget, then I have all the money I need in December and, and don't have to think extra. Yes. That's yeah. really smart. That's yeah. actually a great piece of advice. Yeah. You're right. And we were talking about this. We had another podcast that actually aired last week and a Facebook live too, about these little tricks that you can play with yourself. Like for me, um, you know, if it's automatic, if it's, if it's coming directly out of my paycheck or if it's, you know, once it hits my account, it's being dispersed into another account. It's like out of sight, out of mind for me. Mm -hmm. um, but that goes the same too. I don't know for many of you, but I have a lot of things that, that actually automatically come out of my account, whether it's billing or whether it's mm -hmm. a subscription service or whatever, something that renews every year. I, I personally started digging through that and was astonished by how much of that stuff that I either don't need or that even could be incorrect, incorrect yeah. billing, things that you don't think about that you don't even use anymore. Um, so I think it'll be an interesting journey for you to kind of go yeah. through writing everything down. Um, do you think it's something that you're going to continue to do or, you, or do you just I would kind like of, to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it will be everything I spend or maybe just like balances, like checking my balance every day instead of doing the like, oh, if I don't look at it, then it doesn't matter thing, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a terrible habit that I've had for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And so week one, how do you feel after you wrote that first post and then you're going to be doing week two, week three, week four? Mm -hmm. How are you heading into your next week? Um, I am, as I near kind of the second half of this project challenge, <laughs> um, I'm a little nervous because allocating like 25% for each of the weeks, four weeks, um, seems like the right thing to do until you have some unexpected things toward the end. Mm -hmm. So what I might learn for like my second month of doing this in real life that's not going to be public necessarily is to... Um, budget a little, like use a little bit less each of those first couple of weeks and maybe hopefully either have more at the end or have not used it all up based on those emergency things that happen. You know, you bring up a great point. Unexpected emergency situations mm -hmm. because they happen. Yes. And they happen on different scales. They don't have to be tragic, but, you know, let's say you're driving and a rock hits your windshield. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not going to, you know, horrifically change your life but right. you know I know that that happened to me a year ago and when I went and got an estimate I was like I'm sorry it's $1,200 to replace my front window Ugh. wow and you know there's insurance and all those things too but you throw the deductible in or mm -hmm. if a health situation happens or you have to travel yeah. because something happened um we also refer back to our survey as well while 82 percent um, are claiming to save every month um, 
a little bit over 57% said that they could not afford a surprise mm-hmm. $6,000 medical bill right now with what is in their savings alone. Yeah. So I keep going back to that because I think that's really compelling. Um, while it is great to save, you have to save enough. You do, yeah. We don't want to prepare for things that we don't want to happen, but they happen anyway. They do happen. Yeah. Life happens. Life happens. And it's not even negative things. You know, it could be that I budgeted so much for the month for restaurants and that last week of the month where I think, okay, I'll just stay home, a really great work dinner opportunity comes up. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I, I'm, I want to go to that. And so I'm pulling budget from somewhere else or from next month already. And there, there it goes out the window. It sounds like you're really holding yourself accountable. I like how you are really adjusting. You're like, well, I didn't, you know, claim this dinner at Catbird Seed. And now I might be going to the grocery store next time. Yeah. And you bring up a really great point, too, because 64%, almost 65% of um, the 100 people that took the survey are eating out weekly. And then almost 28%, almost 28% are doing it daily. Can you believe that? Does that make you want to cry? You know what? I will say I'm, I wouldn't say daily, but I come pretty close to either when I, I wouldn't say necessarily eating out all the time, but I get so bogged down with work all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm like, Oh, food delivery service, food delivery service or carry out. And then when you start using these convenient services like the food delivery services, there's a three ninety nine fee. Mm-hmm. There's and we just lost light. Hey, did somebody forget to pay the? the <laughs> Speaking of money. Speaking of money, um, but all these fees for convenience and things start happening. So that's always a really interesting yeah. thing as well. Um, so we've talked about some you know issues with emergencies, and we've talked about you know car payments and houses, but let's talk about how to have fun yeah, in Nashville let's. when when you're on a budget. Like, how do you ball on a budget? How do you go out and have a good time, you know, experience the culture scene that is our fair city um, while you're on a budget? And so you were actually, we're going to be releasing a piece by Kimberly coming up, I think next week actually, on how to navigate Nashville's social scene while you're on a budget. Yes. Can you give us some hints? I'll give you some hints. One of my favorites is to look for what I call the happiest hours. Oh. So happy hour is always a good place to get deals on your drinks and your social time with friends, but the happiest are the ones where you're getting maybe not um, a dollar off of your drink, but the two-for-one or the half-off deal. Um, Or the treats, like um, Butcher Town Hall has a snack menu for their happy hour that is 2 or $3 an item. Yeah. Yeah, so find the happiest hours and you'll save a lot. I love that. She's like a dollar off my drink, not interested. Not not (laughs) enough, no. (laughs) I need a BOGO deal. I need some cheap snacks. Mm -hmm. And that makes it worthwhile. That's a great point, too, because, you know, we all, I personally love breaking bread with my friends, but... You start adding up the entree prices mm-hmm. and the glasses of wine. So happy hour, you can do the same thing Yes, on a budget. Yeah, but don't drink twice as much because you're spending half as much. That's the key. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. Because then you'll spend the same amount that you would have in the right. end. So the key is to walk away spending less. She's laughing at me right now. She's being my money coach. I love it. So find the happiest hour. That's easy yeah. enough. And so what else can we do? Um, I love to get outfits for special events from um, places where you can rent them instead of buying. You're only going to wear it once anyway. So I love Rent the Runway. We also have the local, the showroom, Mm -hmm. um, where you can rent outfits. And some of them are more formal and some are less formal and just great for a night out. Yeah. Which is a great, great point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of us females out there, you 
the, it's like tragic if you show up in the, the same outfit right. if you're going to a gala and then you go off to like a birthday party so why pay for it right because yes. it's just going to sit in your closet it's, it's a total waste it's all about yeah. minimalism it's all about <laughs> minimalism so big events fancy not so fancy you can go to the showroom or you mm -hmm. can do rent the runway yes. and it's a fraction of the cost absolutely that's a really great tip mm -hmm. and, and you, you look awesome and you look awesome mm -hmm. and you always have something fresh to death to wear yes there you go. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Any other hints? We're not going to give it all away because you have to read Not all of it. I'll give you one more. Okay. Um, I say go to the smaller stages for entertainment. So instead of um, maybe what would be a $60 ticket at the Ryman or a $100 ticket at the amphitheater, go um, to see like the Girls of Nashville show that's $15 and some of the best writers and performers in town. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point because a lot of times if you go to – I love that. That's it's being in Music City. That's super important. You never want to have FOMO, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to music. But you're right. We have the luxury here where you actually will have a, an artist who is, you know, Ryman caliber, mm -hmm. um, who will play in a showcase, like let's say at Cannery or the basement. Mm -hmm. And normally it's for like a good cause or something. That's too. great too. Yeah. You know, they'll 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 have a lower yeah. ticket price where it's like five or six people are contributing to the cause. Your mm -hmm. money then goes towards you know a really great um, issue or platform, and then you get to see like a whole slew of talent on stage. Yes. Yeah. And so also, much better. And also too, there's a lot of like um, free music nights. There's like emerging artist nights. Tom um, actually will be doing a post about uh, ongoing showcases and things mm. that you can go to for music um, on the Lolo, on the Cheap Cheap. So that'll be coming out in the coming weeks as well. Those are some really great tips and you have more packed in there as well. Too. Yes, please read it. So if you have any tips yourself or um, sage advice, definitely comment and let us know. And we will have this going on for four weeks of just budgeting and finance advice and um, saving and, and basically just trying to have a conversation on what sometimes, or actually what many times, is an uncomfortable topic. It is. It really is. Money gets complicated. Yeah. I mean, I've witnessed <laughs> close friends that, um, you know, we've all hung out for years and then a serious shift in the relationship, let's call it an engagement, happens. And then when they have to start talking about the money mm -hmm. and how much is coming in, how much is going out, is there any baggage? It gets a little tricky. It does, yeah. Adulting can be tough for sure. And so if you also would like an opportunity to win $250, I'm sorry, I think that's like a tangible bit of money. Um, all you need to do is join the conversation by using the hashtag Nash Money and then sweepstakes entry um, for the next few weeks through the 19th. And you have an opportunity to win a $250 gift card from our partners and friends at Regions. Awesome. So they have an event coming up too before we log off um, called uh, Fitness Financial Friday. Ooh. It's, yeah, it's coming up. It's on the 27th. And basically, even if you're not a customer, you can go to a Regions branch and talk to a banker about your stuff, your finances. Um, and we'll be sharing a lot more of their resources as well that you can utilize that's free. So that's you, awesome. You can't beat that. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for sharing your business with all of us. Yes. And Watch my journal. Make sure I don't <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> You're not going to mess it up. And uh, follow us until uh, the 19th of February for the Millennial Money Experiment. Mm -hmm.